The information discussed on this show is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content is for general informational purposes only. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think and feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights from the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And today's show is no exception. I've got a great show, a fantastic guest. His name is Dr. Clint Rogers. He's written a book about his time spent on the road for 10 years with a gentleman by the name of Dr. Naram, an Ayurvedic healer, master healer from India, whose lineage of teaching goes all the way back to the times of the Buddha. It's, a, it's amazing. And we're going to talk about Ayurvedic protocols some some natural things you can do to help with your well-being and also some of the adventures and stories that Dr. Naram and Dr. Clint have had together. Just amazing stuff. So I think you're really going to enjoy our conversation and we're going to get into a lot about ways that you can take care of yourself and pressure points and things like that. All natural stuff. They call it alternative medicine in some circles, but it's really the old school, the old, old school medicine and it, in, in no way does it get in the fly in the face, if you will, of Western medicine. It's just stuff to do to, to help you take care of yourself and stay healthy. And that's what you want to do. You want to be taking care of yourself. So when you do go in and you get your checkups that everything's doing fine and you want to make sure that you're eating the right foods, of course, and thinking the right thoughts and consuming the right media and all of that stuff. So your body and mind don't get overcome by all the chaos that's out there and all of the stress. And I think that's really important that we do things and consider alternative ways of thinking, alternative uh, staying healthy protocols. Uh, It's just important to keep open-minded because the way the media works today and with all social media also, and even with our, you know, our culture with the movies and the music and everything, you're pretty much getting drilled by everything. There's no It's nothing about open dialogue. It's about do this, think this, this is how it is. And you get it from both sides of the fence. And it's important for us to be able to take a step back and go inside and do what's right, figure out what's right for ourselves, and then move from there. Just a quick story about uh, kind of what happened to me over the past week and how I tried to find the lesson in something that wasn't that great that happened to me. So about a week ago, my son, he's eight, he got some type of stomach flu. It was not pretty, and it lasted a couple of days. And then a couple of days later, my wife got it. And then a few days later, guess what? I got it, and it was I got it really bad. And I had a horrible night about two nights ago, just unbelievable, one of the worst nights I've ever experienced. It was no good. And I, as I you know, woke up the next morning, I asked myself, what is what is the lesson I need to learn here? Is there anything positive I can get out of it? And I got two things because I went inside and I asked. And the first thing was, you know, your body's purged all this stuff. Maybe this is a good time to go on some type of a a diet or whatever 
So I decided to go on a uh, kind of a fast, and I'm going to start with three days. I'm in the second day now. Now, basically, I'm just having water, and I've my body's hit the ketosis. So what's happening is I'm really not hungry, but my body's starting to burn off fat to use as energy. Because after all the sugar's used up, you start to use the fat in your body. And I actually feel pretty good. I've got some energy. I haven't balanced it all out yet, but I'm feeling pretty decent. And I'm going to keep going for another day or so. And then I'm going to move into intermittent fasting. I've tried it a couple of times in the past. It really hasn't, I haven't vibed with it. It hasn't worked for me. I'm going to give it one more shot, do it a couple of weeks. I'm going to eat from 12 to 8 at night. That's it. Nothing else. So the other 18 hours during the day, your body goes into kind of a mini ketosis. And that's how you lose weight because you're burning off fat. So we'll see what happens. So that was one piece of learning. The other piece of learning I got when I was really violently ill and I'd go back to bed for a little bit, I started to get a lot of different uh, chaotic images in my mind, just a lot of different things and things that were happening in the news or just things that I had thought over in the past and just negative things and anger and disagreements and all types of stuff coming from media or from movies or from music, whatever, just a lot of stuff that was unpleasant that was coming out of me and I was seeing it and I was like, wow. And I asked, what is this? What do I need to know here? Is there something I can use this for if that's a positive? And I was kind of my intuition or my inner self or my higher self, whatever you want to call it, kind of informed me that this is a good time to kind of clean every, clear everything out. You're going to clear out. Your body's being cleared out, being purged. Purge your mind also. Don't jump on the phone all the time. Less time on the phone. Less time with major media. Less time, you know, watching the screens. More time outdoors. More time just relaxing. More time in meditation. So I've decided to take that to heart. We'll see how it goes. But the point is, folks, that what I'm, what I'm doing is looking for the lesson. Anytime something happens, there's always a lesson there. And particularly when things that are uncomfortable happen, you got to look for, is there a positive here? Is there a silver lining? Am I being told something I need to know, but I'm too thick, I'm too stubborn to be open to it? So anyhow, that was my message. This is how I take it. You got to do your thing out there. So Guys Guys Radio, I've got a great guest for you today. Again, Dr. Clint Rogers. We're going to talk about Ayurvedic medical stuff, healing, well-being, all of that. It starts right now. Hang in there. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, Guy's Guy's Radio, my favorite portion of the show because I get to talk to a really cool guest and learn some new stuff. And today my special guest is Dr. Clint Rogers. And what we're going to talk about today is Ayurvedic medicine. And we're going to talk about an individual named Dr. Naram, who was one of the leading proponents of it around the world. And there's a lot of information about what some people call alternative medicine, but it's really the real old, old, old school medicine. That's what we're going to talk about today. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest, Dr. Clint G. Rogers. He's a PhD university researcher. He had no time for alternative medicine until he encountered the ancient healing world of Dr. Naram while desperately searching for a solution to keep his dad alive. Dr. Clint spent 10 years traveling then with Dr. Naram documenting ancient secrets and healing stories. He published a book called Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer that describes meeting great Himalayan masters who live over 130 years. Yes, I said that, 130 years, and reveals their six secret keys they use to create and maintain vibrant health, unlimited energy, 
and peace of mind. Dr. Clint's given a popular TEDx talk on this topic, and he's CEO of the Wisdom of the World Wellness and a trustee of the Ancient Secrets Foundation and president of the International Ministry of Peace. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Dr. Clint Rogers. How are you? Ah, uh, feels so good to be here with you, Robert. I love this. I love this program, and it's an honor to be on Guys Guy Radio. All right. Well, thank you so much. Hopefully, we uh, I'm going to learn a lot, I know, and I hopefully our audience is going to learn a lot also from you and from your experiences, which are so the very well-written book called Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer, a Western Skeptic, an Eastern Master in Life's Greatest Secrets. And what I want to do today is I really want to introduce Ayurvedic medicine to our listeners and also get them to think about it in a way that's more normalized instead of like, wow, that sounds pretty out there. Because having gone through the process myself, it's not really out there. It's really in there and it's really good stuff. So let's start at the beginning. Though. <laughs> Dr. Panke Naram, who was okay. he? What drove you to meet him? And tell us a little bit of difference about the difference between, you know, complementary healing and alternative medicine and all of that kind of stuff. But what happened with your dad and how did you meet Dr. Naram? Mm, thank you, Robert. And thank you for uh, asking such a powerful question. <laughs> <laughs> That's an uh, easy one. <laughs> yeah. One thing that, you know, even when you're talking about how for a lot of people it's out there, for me, it definitely was out there. I didn't have, I didn't understand it was in here. Like I liked how you said like that, but even the subtitle of the book, you know, the title is ancient secrets of a master healer. The subtitle, it starts with a Western skeptic because I was so skeptical, you know? <laughs> so the subtitle is a Western skeptic, an Eastern master. That's Dr. Pankaj Naram and life's greatest secrets. Now I remember, I don't know, because it sounds like Robert, maybe you're even much more open than I was. But I, I remember even when I was uh, uh, like in college and one of my friends from high school came to me and he was talking about alternative healing in such a way that I was so arrogant at the time. And I, I almost feel ashamed to say, but I had to question his intelligence. <laughs> you know, I was like, what? you know, if there's going to be a solution to problems, health problems, we're going to have it at our highly funded universities with all the brain power of people at the Ivy League schools and research institutions. And I just didn't understand why he was going into something like that, you know. And uh, it's funny how life throws us into situations we don't expect. And honestly, Robert, I'm excited to hear your story because I know you gave us a little a little hint, a little teaser. Okay. that okay. you. All right. Well, maybe that's a good jumping off point because I was a regular guy, as I still am, and I'm not a skeptic, just open-minded. What happened was I was out running one day and I had terrible pains in my side and I ended up laying down and fast forward to, I got a diagnosis a couple of days later that I had a kidney stone, but also I had a small growth on each kidney. So I had those over a five-week period. I had both of those removed. I didn't have to have chemo or anything like that. And I, I, they all went perfectly. And um, I was very lucky because it was, you know, something that I thought was bad turned out to be good. Anyway, one of my guests on the show, Dr. Amit Gazwami, who you might be familiar with, he was on and I had told him the story about it off camera. And he said, you know, you should really, just because something was taken out of you, that doesn't mean, you know, the issue was it's something that could grow back someplace yeah. else. And how often have we heard that people have an issue, cancer or whatever, and it grows back someplace else? Or, it, you know, it, it, it's not there and then it comes back again. So he said, I want you to go to uh, the New York Innovative Medicine. This, see this man, Dr. Schultz, 
who runs it. And he, what they'll do is they'll work on your, basically your field to keep it clean. If your field's clean, then these things can't grow inside of you. Whatever cancer is, if it's mold or fungi or who knows what it is, I don't know. And he said, just, you know, if you're open, I'll introduce you. So I said, sure. So I went and of course it wasn't covered by <laughs> my insurance or anything, and it wasn't cheap, but I went through the protocol. We took a lot of different herbs. We did a lot of work on me, things like taking the trauma that was buried in my organs out of me from different periods in my life, a lot of different testing, moving my blood uh, around in different ways to clean it. And again, though, the core was this protocol of taking a lot of tinctures of, of different herbs over a period of time to get as cleaned up as possible. And my level of toxicity went down by over 50%. And uh, of course, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. Most of the folks who were there were for, for Lyme disease, but anybody can get, you know, we can get cleaned up because we're in a, you know, the way we live is there's radiation everywhere. Our food supply is questionable at best. Um, you know, what we eat and drink and even think and consume media wise. There's so many ways for us to catch a dis-ease, if you will. So mm -hmm. I can say from my own personal uh, experience, the key is be open-minded let go, go with it and, and see what happens. And then you have to live the right lifestyle afterwards, but it worked for me. And here I am eight years later and I've never been better. So that's my story, but uh, you were, your, your dad, well, your dad was uh, ill, very ill. And by the end of the book, he had a kind of a transformation. So let's get into what Ayurvedic medicine is and what their Dr. Naram, what did he do to make such an instant impression on you to get you to really travel around with him because he identified something special in you, Dr. Clint, that he said, I want you to you know, be with me because I think he saw what's happened now as you being a proponent for different ways of people staying healthy and their well-being. And let's, 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 let's just make one last statement, forgive me, but I think for our listeners out there, we're not saying anything negative about Western medicine. Frankly, Western medicine saved my life. I had two things that were found in me, taken out of me. But ultimately, it's up to us to, to take care of ourselves. And if, you, if you're open to other ways through natural healing, natural tinctures, natural herbs and supplements, ways of eating, ways of thinking, uh, meditation, lots of exercise, just being positive. These are all things that are factors. So again, it's not, this is not negative against uh, Western medicine. This is pro-Western medicine, but it's pro also learning how to take care of yourself. Oh, Robert, Robert, amazing, first of all, and eight years later to have this powerful experience. And, and I want to just share one of the things that I love about your story is it's measurable. Yeah. You know, coming into this as a, as a PhD research, university researcher and as a skeptic, I wanted evidence, you know? And one thing I'm so happy about is it's measurable. You know, and you could see that toxicity levels went down 50%. You know, that is awesome. And, uh, you know, same thing. One of the things that impressed me about Dr. Ram was that, you know, his patients were people like the Dalai Lama, Mother Teresa, and Nelson Mandela, but also thousands of 9-11 firefighters and first responders. True. Now, they were in service of humanity, in service of their country, in service of saving lives. And in that space, their bodies were filled with so much toxins, you know, from the air, breathing it in, absorbing through their skin in so many ways. And they got the best medical care. But what, what was that? It's more uh, pills that are basically toxins, you know, it's chemicals. And so toxins can't remove, to it's not very effective. 
And I remember Dr. Ram, he told me this story about how, you know, he, he took the pulse basically. So in this ancient system, you place three fingers on the wrist and based on how the pulse jumps, they can predict what's happening in your body, mind and emotions. And he says, I know what to do to help these firefighters. And as a result, they helped thousands. It, they did um, peer reviewed medical research on it. And he received an award from the state of New Jersey, the state legislature and the former mm -hmm. governor now of New Jersey. And seeing all that stuff, it, it helps ease my skeptical mind because I'm like, okay, it's measurable, it's concrete. But at the beginning there, I didn't know that stuff. In fact, I wasn't, you said what impressed me at the beginning. I don't know, I was more skeptical. And, but it was that situation with my dad that you mentioned. You want me to share briefly that yes, scenario? Yes, please, please. Yeah. And then I also want to say, you mentioned that Dr. Ram saw something in me, but I can't really say that was the case at the beginning. And I'll, I'll share a little bit more about that. So my dad, for anyone listening, first of all, I don't think there's an accident why you're listening to this radio program right now. And I, be, I truly believe that what if you hear one ancient secret that maybe could save your life or the life of someone you love? You know, it's that significant and it's not taking away anything from Western medicine. In fact, with Dr. Ram, we taught a two-year certification course in Berlin, Germany, where we had some of the top doctors from around the world come just so they could learn how to apply the ancient secrets in their practice. And I think brilliant doctors now are becoming aware, wow, this is a real thing. For me, again, skeptical, but then my dad called me on the phone and he says, son, I need to meet you in my office. And I share about this, some of this in the TEDx talk that I gave, but I said, well, what's, what's, can we just talk on the phone? I'm your kid. You know, I don't need to meet you in the office just to, you know, and he's like, no, this is really important. Please. Um, it's urgent too. Can you meet me in my office? And then I started to feel weird. Like some, maybe I did something wrong, you know? So I remember showing up at the door and he greeted me and then we walked to his office and he sat in the chair to the side of his desk. And then I sat in the chair in the front of his desk and he looked at the ground for a long time. And I still remember when he finally looked up, he says, I don't, I don't know. I haven't told your mother and I haven't told your brothers or sisters, but I don't even know if I'm going to live through this week. And Robert, just the shock of that moment, it just felt like uh, everything else that was important to me just faded away, you know? And uh, I started I, my mind was racing with questions and also I couldn't say anything at the beginning. And finally, when I spoke, I'm like, well, what's happening? He told me he was visiting with four very highly qualified doctors that had him on 12 medications for everything from high blood pressure to cholesterol, to diabetes, to early dementia, to sleeping pills. He had a CPAP machine, arthritis in his body. He said he was in so much pain at night Sometimes he felt like it, it, someone slammed his body against the wall. And then, you know, I don't think any father ever wants to say this to his son and no son wants to ever hear this. But he says, sometimes I'm in so much pain and feeling so depressed. I don't, I don't know if I want to live to see the morning. And he says, I don't know if I'm going to live to see the end of this week. And I just want someone to know where the loose ends are. So that way your mother doesn't have to deal with it if I'm not there. Wow. Yeah. And, um, if anyone on this uh, hearing this or Robert, if you've ever had an experience like with someone you love, you know, you, it's like, a, yeah, it's like 
Well, in my case, I started, my mind was racing. I always thought my dad would be there, you know, when my, when I got married, you know, or when, when I had kids, I just assumed he'd read them stories. And, you know, I thought of all the things I never asked him, like questions I never asked him and all the times I never like told him I loved him. And, you know, it's like this flood that was crowding my brain and my heart. And I was trying to listen as he was telling me all the passwords. I'm trying to take good notes, but I just couldn't, I couldn't like settle that this was the lot that I had few days left. So I remembered meeting this master healer, Dr. Naram, but I honestly didn't pay credibility to it at the time because it seems so outside of my realm of possibility or reality, you know? One reason why I actually call this book Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer, a love story, it's because it's, it's not a, like a romantic love story, although there's some elements, but it's love for my father that pushed me beyond what I thought was logical or possible into a world where now I see there's like, looks like miracles happening all the time. Mm -hmm. The so first what, time I, oh, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to ask you exactly what you were about to answer. Tell us what happened the first time you met Dr. Naram. Yeah. So the first time that I mentioned Dr. Naram to my father, I said, well, I met this master healer and he, from touching your wrist, he can tell you everything that's happening. He has solutions. And I tried to tell him stuff, but my dad did not look interested. He looked more tired and disappointed. You know, I grew up a very uh, uh, Midwest conservative Christian America, you know, where we just kind of trust, you know, there's a solution that's going to come from the channels we're used to. So but my dad, he just went through, he's like, please, Clint, I've tried homeopathy, reflexology, acupressure, Chinese medicine. I didn't know he did all that stuff. He's like, I've tried so many things and they all had big promises, but it, it only helped me a little bit. And still I am at this point, you know, even that same month, two of his doctors told him that we don't know what else to do for you. If one medication didn't work, they give him a higher dose of that same medication or switch it to another medication and put him on two more medications, you know? So it just seemed like the medications were getting more and more with less and less effect. So finally, at the end of that conversation, I told my dad, I was like, I don't care. I don't, I'm not sad. I don't care what you say. For Father's Day, I'm flying you to see this healer. And uh, I'm just going to tell this part of the story a little bit fast forward, but we met with him. And I had to fly my dad to California at the time. The room was packed full of people, 40, 50 people. And we're seeing people go in and out of the office where Dr. Ram was in like five, six minutes. Now, my dad, even getting on the plane and off the plane was in so much pain. Someone had to hold him on each side. So sitting there in that waiting room and seeing people go in and out so quick, my dad leaned over to me and he's like, Clint, I, why are we here? You know, and as if I wasn't already self-conscious, like I didn't even trust this, this master healer could help, but I was desperate. You know, then I became felt so much pressure. Like, am I wasting one of my dad's last days of his life and chasing some random, you know, possible solution? And finally, hours later, it was my dad's turn. They called his name. I saw my dad walk into the office. It, he had actually held his piece of paper. He's like, Clint, I can't even read the names of my medication at the time that this appointment is going to happen. You know, I was like, well, we're here. You know, so I saw him walk into the office, hunched over, eyes kind of gloomy, not really thinking it would help. Door shut. It was six minutes, but like six of the longest minutes of my life. Finally, the door opened. He came out. He was standing straighter. And there was like a different look in his eyes, a look of hope. 
And I was like, what happened? He says, I don't know how to explain it. I, I didn't even tell him anything. He just touched my wrist and he described to me better than my four doctors. My four doctors never get together to talk about my case, but if they did, they couldn't have described as accurately what I'm feeling, physical, mental, emotional. And I was like, well, what's next? And he's like, yeah, he says there's certain things I need to do. And in, this, in the book, it reveals these six secret keys of Siddhaveda. So what are those six instruments that these masters knew? And my dad started to do it. It's not a quick fix, but he started changing his diet. He started taking some herbs, something called Marma Shakti. And six months later, fast forward, my dad called me into the same office. We're sitting in the same chairs. He says, I have another big problem. I was like, what? And then I started getting nervous again. He pulled out from behind his desk, all the medications. He says, my problem now is I don't need to take any of these. He'd gone from 12 <laughs> medications to one. He's like, I don't know what to do with it. You know? So that's going to change the mind of any skeptic, you know, in my own case of my father, seeing such a transformation, no more cholesterol, no more diabetes, no more blood pressure, no pain in his whole body. He felt like his mind was so sharp. Now he wanted to work on writing a book. Let's get into some specifics then. I think one of the things your dad might have taken was the pancha karma, which is these five actions, or the astha karma, eight actions. And one of them we're all hearing about now, the pancha karma, because this is what Aaron Rodgers just did for a cleanse. And it's pretty, it seems pretty extreme. But why don't you take us through the, the protocols that your dad followed? And then I'd like to get into these six keys to this healthy, you know, the healthy life and well-being. So because I'm sure our listeners want to learn that. Oh, such a good question, Robert. You know, when I first heard Panchakarma, I'm like, what does that even mean? In fact, I heard so many words. It didn't make any sense to me. But man, now when I hear that word and when I know what it did for my dad, I'm like, oh, thank you. God, that these masters preserve this ancient science for thousands of years, you know? So Panchakarma, it's, it's a thousands of year old process. And the way, easy analogy, Robert, you ever go for an oil change or uh, on your car, you pull out the filter and you see how gunked up it is. Right. Well, I was thinking like, imagine how many uh, potato chips my dad ate or, you know, or whatever junk food we so have. It's a, so it's a cleanse, right? It's a high power yeah. cleanse. Yeah. And punch means five, like you said, and karma is processes. And it's, it's a systematic process, like an oil change for your body in which your body just starts to function way better. You know, it doesn't how matter what did, is the disease. How long did that take Dr. Clinton? Yeah. You know, there's some people that's that do short versions but according to Dr. Ram, you don't want to shortcut this process because it takes time to heal yourself and others. So my dad was there for a period of four weeks. So you can do about three to four weeks and all these five processes properly. So that way your body is like, uh, starts to feel young again. You know? mm -hmm. What are the six then the keys to the, you know, the healthy wellness and life from the, from the protocol? the Shita Vita, six secret keys that used to create and maintain vibrant health and limited energy and peace of mind. And by the way, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio is Dr. Clint Rogers. So what are those six secrets? Yeah, great question, Robert. So it, um, it's what I love about certain kinds of secrets is they're not secrets because only some monk in the Himalayas knows about it. <laughs> they're secrets because they're right in front of our faces and we don't even see it. And one of the most powerful things about this ancient healing system 
is that it sees anything as a medicine or poison, depending on how you use it. You know, so even in the TEDx talk, I talked about having a headache so bad at the clinic with Dr. Ram. First time I went to India and at the end of the day, he saw 300 patients that day. he looked like he was starting the day and I was in so much pain and I, I didn't want to interrupt him, but I'm like, I'm missing an opportunity. I says, I need help. And he's like, you have a headache. And I was like, yeah, where does it hurt? I told him where it hurt. He's like, oh, that's a Vata headache. You know what your medicine is? And I was like, what? He says, onion rings. <laughs> And that's like so surprised that a master healer recommend onion rings. So then I was like, not, I was doubting him, but he's like, don't think about it too much. Just go try it. So in India, they have something called onion pakoda. It's deep fried onions battered in like this chickpea flour. I'm eating it. And like within the, the headache that it increased in intensity all day within like three, five minutes melted from my body. I'm like, that is crazy. How did that work, Dr. Naram? I asked him, tell me the secret. What is the secret? And he said, Clint, you remind me a lot of myself when I was younger. I was like, really? And I was feeling all flattered. I was like, how so? He said, I was also messed up and confused. <laughs> he says, I didn't even know which way was up. <laughs> and then he was like, you don't know. And I was like, well, tell me more. So he says, everything, according to this ancient method, everything is a medicine or poison, depending on how you use it. So in your kitchen right now, everyone listening, there's things in your kitchen that is your medicine. And there's things in your kitchen that is your poison. So one of the six secret keys is just knowing what food to eat and what food not to eat. When I started meeting these masters that were living well over 120 and like mind was alert, body flexible. I was like, what are they doing? And Dr. Trump says, actually ask this question. What are they eating that we're not eating? And what are they not eating that we are? <laughs> you know? Yeah, give us a couple of examples of foods to try, to have in your diet and foods to avoid. You know, that's such a really important question because also it's different for different people. Like Robert, your medicine may be my poison. So one of the key things in this ancient system is understanding what is the dosha. And dosha, it's like, what is the, the element inside of you that's active? So and that's an important part of it. But in general... Some things are not good for most people. Like Dr. Rama, he would say wheat and wheat products are very difficult because of even how they're produced now for us to digest. Same thing with milk and dairy products. You know, The other thing is, is when my dad started hearing some of these, he's like, well, that's all that I eat. <laughs> you know, <laughs> for, for breakfast, I have Wheaties and I pour milk and I pour sugar on it. You know, For lunch, I have a wheat bread. My mom makes the best wheat bread homemade wheat bread. She grinds her own wheat. And forever I thought wheat was so healthy, you know, but there's certain ways in which the wheat is grown now and how it's processed. That's really difficult for our system. It was making his joints so stiff, you know, and then for dinner, what do we have? We have a big pile of meat, potatoes, gravy, you know? Mm -hmm. So my dad was confused. What do I eat? Sure. And actually the exciting news for most people is this. If you have a lot of this in your diet and you're experiencing some health challenge, at least you know, oh, this is one thing that could be, I can change, you know? Now, onion rings is not medicine for everyone. In fact, my mom is so funny. She says, guess what I ate today? I was like, what? She's like, I ate onion rings. I was like, why, you have a headache? She's like, no, I'm doing headache prevention. <laughs> what is it about onions that, uh, because there's another uh, passage in the book where there was somebody in a coma and the doctor yeah. prescribed, okay, you take a, some milk and you put it in a cup 
on one side of their head and on the other side you put a, a chopped up onion so what's what is it yeah. about onions that are so important well every everything that we put in our mouth or that surrounds us has certain characteristics qualities so i'm just going to go back to my headache for example in the case of a headache i didn't know there's different kinds of headaches but there's a pitta headache, a vata headache, a kapha headache, and you can identify based on where is it hurt on your head. And so my headache was a vata headache. Now, vata in this ancient system means wind energy, wind energy. Now, at the same time, I had a big crush on a girl and she didn't like me at all, you know, and I mm -hmm. just flown to India and there's like a sea of humanity and feeling so much stress about my life and work. And I was trying to make sense of this healing system that was so confusing to me, you know? It's like, there's a lot of wind energy, like a, a type of like, so I had that kind of headache. So now deep fried onions, what's the characteristic of that? In this ancient system, they call it sneha. It's basically lubrication. So if the door, if you have a, a door that's squeaking, what do you do? You oil it. And it stopped squeaking. And so in this particular case, the onion was a medicine for a vata headache because it was, it's like a lubrication for that system. Now, yeah. how, about the, how about the frying then? I mean, I, obviously frying's not considered really healthy, but there are certain oils <laughs> that you can, you know, coconut oil is better than some other oils, canola oil or whatever. But what, which is there, did it matter at the, in this particular instance? Yeah, that's, that's such a good question, Robert. Man, you asked such good questions. Yeah, it definitely, you know, lots of people say not deep fried anything. Now, if you are going to deep fry using ghee, using coconut oil is much better than some of the other ones. And in fact, uh, yeah, you know, there's people who can show, just tell you the research on it. When you, when you start to heat oils, how rancid they become or the different things that happen. And there's so much research about that. Now, I'm not so good at knowing all of that research, but I did love my personal experience that my headache went away, you know, and it's not something I eat every day because it's not a medicine. It would build up toxins in my body if I have that all the time. So then you want to switch to other things. And one thing I want to tell for everyone on this program, if you've never heard of it, you are going to thank me afterwards okay. that you heard about it. Now is something called mung soup, M-O-O-N-G. Sometimes people spell M-U-N-G, but mung soup, the recipe of it is in the book. It's and also, a, I want to give it. Is it okay if I give it as a gift to everyone who's listening? Robert? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a bean. It's a bean soup, right? Among yeah, the bean, right? It's, it's this green whole bean, and it's a pulse. It's in the pulse family. And if you go to myancientsecrets.com backslash recipe, it's my gift to you. Just make this soup because what if healing can be simple and delicious? So, so how and, often, Doctor Clint? How often do you take the? Would you have this soup? Is that like? You're, do you like you just include it in your diet daily? Is it something you just eat that for a couple of days? How, how does it, or is it just one of these healthy things that you eat whenever? Yeah, really good question. And again, all of it is personalized and individualized to the person. So once you have a consultation, either with me or a Zoom consultation with one of the Vaidyas in India, you can know. But in general, if people eat more of it, they're just going to feel better. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. joint pain will feel less. Um, mind will be more stable, sleep will be better, energy will increase. Now with any kind of a detox, sometimes the first seven days, it's a little more difficult because the toxins are coming out of the body. Right. In fact, I was just talking to my mom the other day. She was having so much struggle going down the stairs and up the stairs. She raised eight kids and it was just painful to see she couldn't hold anything. And it's so beautiful because she read the book, you know, and she knew the recipe 
but it wasn't because of me that she started eating monk soup. She actually, we have something on Sundays called the Sunday Global Healing Miracle Experiment. Now the book is so cool. It, volunteers around the world are translating into 30 languages. And the person translating it into Portuguese in Brazil had the same kind of knee pain. And she said on the call that from doing the home remedy in the book and eating mung soup, her stage four knee pain disappeared and went back to the doctor says, now it's only stage two. What are you doing? My mom heard that story, not because of me, you know, but because she heard this woman in Brazil share the story. Then she started saying, okay, I'm only going to eat mung for seven days. After the third day, she's walking to the neighbor's house and realizes that her knees don't hurt at all. Was you she know? eating anything else, doctor? Was she eating other foods or just the soup? Yeah, for those three days, she was only eating mung soup, only okay. eating mung soup. Okay. And it gives a chance for your body to process. It's not only about eating that, but it's also the stuff you're not eating, you know? But we so have what, a special eight-day detox. We have a seven-day detox. We have many options that are there, but okay. just eating it is good in general, so, too. So what are some of the foods? I know like one person's healing device is another person's poison. What are some of the things, though, that like, you know, avoid this stuff? You said wheat. How about sugar? Yeah, also, you can replace refined it sugar. Mm. Yeah, you, if, if you can avoid refined sugar, you just immunity is going to be higher. Your body's going to feel better. You'll be surprised how good your sleep is, how calm your mind is, how your creativity opens up. Now, Dr. Naram, had, he has a sweet tooth, and I do, too. I love sweet. <laughs> so then what do you do? Well, you can have natural things. You know, there's certain fruits that are really beautiful, or you can replace for things like monk fruit sugar, you know, or sometimes some of the natural sugars. Jaggery is one in India that they use. It's a natural okay. organic sugar. Okay. Now I want to get into something. Uh, if, if I was listening, I'd say, what do you mean? Somebody's 119 or 130 years old. And there are yeah. pictures of the book and there's somebody, uh, Baba G. I actually have a photo of him in my, in my room here, but you know, the Masters of the Far East, there's a series of books by yeah. uh, Spalding, uh, Baird Spalding, I believe. And he talks about being in India way back 100 years ago and witnessing a lot of people who were well over 100. And they could do things like really be in two places almost instantaneously and a lot of miracles. And it's a, it seems to be part of the lineage of the Ayurvedic. Is, is, is that true? Is this all connected? Because it seems like this, what Dr. Naram was teaching, it goes way, way back. And maybe it comes through from, you know, Masters of the Far East and way earlier than that. Is there a connection there? Yeah, really good question. Uh, you know, Dr. Naram actually, uh, let's see here. Dr. Ram, he always talked about how he had a master, Baba Ramdas, who lived to be 125. And he would say, he, Baba Ramdas would always say, I'm 125 years young. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then he had a master, he lived to be 145, had a master, had a master. The original master in this lineage was Jivaka. Now, okay. Jivaka was the personal physician for Buddha. And through so much, um, yeah, so many uh, uh, That goes powerful, way back. That goes way yeah, back. Yeah, so, thousands so, and thousands of years. So how does uh, taking the pulse, when, when he uh, doctoring around would take somebody's pulse, how was he enabled to read so much from something that seems so simple? Yeah, really beautiful. Um, I don't know if you've ever found this, but as I was learning it more and more with him, I realized I make things more complicated than they need to be <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> And especially as a university researcher, I use my brain to solve problems and the more complex, you know, and it was funny because you had said maybe Dr. Ram saw something in me. 
I think maybe you read this part in the book and yes. if you've seen the TEDx talk, when I first asked him to help, he laughed and he looked at me, he's like, you know, I need more help, but not from you. I was like, why? He's like, because your mind is way too crowded. <laughs> he's like, even if I told you these ancient secrets, you try and figure it out with your mind instead of understanding it with your heart, you know? And I was like, well, what do I do? One thing he sent me for was silence. Uh, there's many things that he had me do, but in the process, I started to understand oh, this is how it works. This is how someone can live such a long age. This is how the pulse works. And I never, Robert, was never my goal or intention to become a healer like him. My only goal was I want more people to know it exists. So they can at least know it's a choice, a valid choice. They may not choose it, but at least I wanted people to know it's a choice. Well, in the process of traveling from for traveling with Dr. Ram for 10 plus years and in like dozens of countries, hundreds of cities, I ended up learning like a little bit like karate kid, you know, mm -hmm. I was just doing the chores. And then right. all of a sudden one day I was doing the healing, you know? So I can tell you from experience that from the pulse, so much is revealed about you, not only physically, mentally, and emotionally, and it's more simple in some ways than you Got may it. expect. Yeah. Okay. So what are the others? Uh, Cause we're, we're jamming on time. Um, some of the other, the six secrets, if you could just kind of, bullet point them for our, our listeners, and then they can do a deeper dive. The name of the book is The Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer, Clint G. Rogers, my special guest. He's a PhD and sharing uh, his experiences with us today. So what are some of those other keys? Because I got a million questions and we're not going to get to them this time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll do it well, again. I have a lot of I have a lot of questions for you too. I'll hear okay. about your, your story. <laughs> so I just, I'll just say real briefly, those six keys um, so diet is a big one okay. and there's a lot more we could say, but diet. All right. The other one is herbal remedies. So there's herbs, there's plants that exist that are solutions to basically every single ailment and disease on, on the, on uh, that we face, you know, okay. well, understanding how to mix them and which to use. In fact, even many things you think are weeds are actually medicine for you, mm -hmm. you know, okay. uh, then the other one is home remedies knowing what in your kitchen you can mix in which way to help. If you have acidity, for instance, if you have high blood pressure, if you have cholesterol, if you have arthritis, you know, and so many of those home remedies are in the book. It's like a Bible of, okay, I have mm -hmm. this situation. Yep. What do I do? I mix turmeric and ginger and whatever, you know? And then the fourth one is something called Marma Shakti. Marma Shakti. And this one maybe take a little more explanation. So I just park it. Are these, are these, are these the uh, pressure points? Yeah, they're the subtle okay. energy points on the body. And, and, and in the book, there's a lot of uh, diagrams and you can also, there's a, there, you can go onto the website and get some, if you buy the book, you get some, a lot of free material on the website, but it's pressure points. So if you have a certain ailment, um, you, you'll press maybe the tip of one of the fingers and you do this a lot of times, it's like do this six times, many times during the day. So it's, 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 it's pressure points. So yeah. does, does that cover it? That's beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful description. <laughs> and then the other one, Pancha Karma or Asta Karma that you already mentioned, it's okay. a more in-depth process. And then the sixth one is lifestyle. You know, what? Are, how is your quality of sleep? You know, what kind of friends do you spend time with? Are you taking time for meditation or prayer? You know, are you exercising? Like all those kind of things that are free and accessible to us anytime have a big impact on us, physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Now, he mentioned uh, two other things in the book also. And forgive me, I didn't want to short 
short up the uh, the pressure points, but you really have to work with the book to see you know what you use for what. But they're pretty simple things that you can do each and every day. But Dr. Naram also mentioned ego and fear as uh, two of our greatest obstacles. Anything you want to say about that, Dr. Clint? Oh man, I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> you know, I I was full of ego and fear both when I met Dr. Naram. And, you know, the ancient healing science, many people think that the ancient secrets are just for overcoming like health problems, but it's not that. Actually, Siddha, the ancient secrets of Siddha Veda, it's about, Dr. Ram says 95% of people on the planet don't know what they want. 95%. And so when he says anything is a medicine or poison, depending on how you use it, also your life's work can be a poison if it's not aligned with your purpose, you know, but 95% of people not knowing what they want. He said 3% of people they know what they want, but they never achieve it. 1% of people know what they want and they achieve it, but they don't enjoy it. With Dr. Ram, I met so many millionaires and billionaires and Hollywood and Bollywood stars. And you'd be surprised because achieving success was a toxic process. Their health deteriorated, their relationships deteriorated, you know, so they're not happy and they're not enjoying it. So Dr. Ram said the ancient secrets of Siddha Veda, it's about knowing what you want, achieving it and enjoying it. And a big part of that journey, the process, is understanding how fear and ego impact. It's almost like you wear glasses. You don't see the world. You see it tinted through your fear and ego. And even part of the healing journey of reading the book is you start to unfold a little bit more of, oh, what if love was the thing that was motivating me? In fact, the first quote at the beginning of the book, I didn't come to teach you. I came to love you and love will teach you. You know, even if people just embed that quote in their mind and heart, I feel like it can guide them. Dr. Clint Rogers, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio, forgive me for jumping in a few times, but I just want to get as much of your information into the show as possible and also mm -hmm. urge everybody to read. This is a very important book, and I don't say that a lot on the show. It's called Ancient Secrets of a Master Healer, a Western Skeptic, an Eastern Master, and Life's Greatest Secrets, Dr. Clint Rogers, PhD. Please tell everybody where they can learn more about you and Dr. Naram's work and how they can really learn how to take care of themselves and uh, longevity, well-being, and so much more. Uh, well, thank you, first of all, for having me and everyone who's listening. Thank you for being here. Again, I don't think it's an accident. I hope our journey together just started, Robert. I hope we spend a lot more, more time. I hope, you, I hope you come back. I hope you come back because there's a lot we can go over. Yeah, so the, the easiest website to go to is myancientsecrets.com. So myancientsecrets.com. And, uh, and there, if you put a backslash, you can get the recipe for, you know, backslash recipe, get the recipe for Hmong soup just as a gift. Also, like I had mentioned, the book is being translated into so many languages right now. And just the last two weeks, I just found out it had been completed in Romanian and Farsi. In the next month, it's completed in Japanese, Russian, Spanish. Already it's been completed Italian, Portuguese, you know, so many nice. languages. And it's humbling and it's inspiring to see, wow, the whole planet. Dr. Ram's mission was that everyone on planet Earth, every home and every heart gets to benefit from these ancient secrets. And why not? Mm -hmm. you know? Let me ask you one last question just for our audience out there. You know, Dr. Ram, he passed, but how... how how are there, uh, where can people find practitioners and where they live? How can they access the resources to tell them where to look? Such a great question. You know, I travel, but again, my, my schedule gets sold out so fast. Like almost the instant I announce it, it gets full. 
So we created, we actually have a training program right now. First time ever that we're training this way. We have 108 people from 29 countries that are part of a three-year practitioner program. Now, having said that, there's already many people who have been trained and you can schedule a Zoom call with them. If you go to myancientsecrets.com, if you go to the FAQ, and inside of that, you can look at, oh, how do I start with a Zoom call? Got and it. it's an easy way to start. You can also get on the waiting list. You can request uh, someone to come to your area too. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Dr. Clint. I hope you come back to Guys Guys Radio. You're doing great work for the planet. Thanks. Oh, thank you, Robert. <laughs> Namaskar. It's Guys Guy Radio. All right, a wonderful conversation with a great guy, Dr. Clint Rogers. I'm so glad he came on the show and we talked about his work with Dr. Naram and about Ayurvedic healing and the protocols involved in that and some of the easy stuff that we can do at home with pressure points. It's just really terrific stuff. But I think the most important teaching and learning that we got uh, and I got out of Dr. Naram's book is that there's three tenets to uh, living a, a very fulfilling life, and that is knowing knowing what you want and going after it and achieving it, and then really enjoying what what that was all about, your achievement, going after it, the whole journey. Very, very important, because so often in life, particularly here in our Western culture, like we're just, we're reacting. We don't respond that well, but we react, and we're always just, everything's happening, and we got to do this, and we have to do that. And leaves us a lot less time to really enjoy and savor life. And we get so busy and we're so addicted to our devices and everything that it's, it's, it's helpful to take a step back and say, who am I? What, I, what am I, what do I have to offer and what do I want? And then when you determine, here's what I wanna do, go after it, have fun going after it, and then really enjoy it. Because as you see, there's people who have you know, billionaires who are unhappy. And then there's people who have very little. If you travel a lot and you go around the world, you'll see some very happy people who have very little in terms of possessions. And it's just the way it is. It's all about what's inside. So I'm so glad Dr. Clint came on the show. I would advise everybody and recommend, check out Dr. Naram. It's really fascinating stuff. And a lot of the protocols are not only interesting, but I find they've been pretty effective in terms of pressure points and things like that. You can determine what you want to do in terms of the diet and all. He's got a bean soup there. It's called a mung soup that he highly recommends. I have not tried it yet, but I'm going to and see how that works out because that's uh, there's a major uh, section in the book about that. It seems pretty simple. It's a bean soup. How, what can be wrong with that? And hopefully, again, that Dr. Clint will come back. We'll get into some more stuff. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday on KCAA Radio here in Southern California at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The show rebroadcasts on KCAA every Sunday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. The podcast and YouTube post worldwide every Thursday. Guys Guys Radio can be listened to in over 101 countries now for the podcast. The YouTube, of course, you can get anywhere. And we feature the interview portion of the show on our YouTube. So if you want the entire show, including my opening and closing, check out the podcast or listen, download, stream, listen live to KCAA. If you just want the interview, Go to YouTube, go to Robert Manny. It's called Guys Guys TV. And you can get any, any of our uh, interviews with some terrific guests that we've had. And we've got a lot more coming up. 
You can also check me out on my website, robertmanni.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about everything about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. I've got, from a personal perspective, some health tips, from some experiences that I've had in terms of uh, you know, what I did during the pandemic, diet tips, relationship advice, because my book, which is also featured on my website, you can download three free chapters of The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's a romantic comedy about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. And it's all about relationships. And from there, I started uh, blogging because the main character in the novel, uh, he writes a column about men for women, and it's called The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And it's kind of a peek behind the curtain into the wacky, weird world of men and men who are dating in New York City. And I started blogging, and in a way, uh, life was imitating art because my blogs were based on the character in the book, but they were really based on me. I'm not the main character in the book, but my blogging was about my perspectives. So again, there's over 300 blog posts that are all free, all free content on the website, robertmanny.com. I talk about business and investing and uh, friendship and diet and well-being and some spirituality, lots of different stuff. And hopefully you'll enjoy that. And again, you can download three free chapters of my novel on the website. And then if you want to buy it, you pick it up wherever you, uh, wherever you pick up your books, probably easiest to find online. You can get the physical copy or a digital copy. And again, we're here for you every Wednesday evening. It begins each new week for the show with uh, KCAA at 8 p.m. Pacific time. So we've got a lot of great guests coming up. It, uh, just they're lined up through the next couple of months. I can't wait to get at it. In the meantime, I want to thank all my guests who've been on the show, the 500 plus, actually over 600 people that I've interviewed I've learned so much. I hope you've been along for the journey and have learned as much as I have because I have learned a lot. I want to send out special thanks to uh, Chris, my producer, and also Ryan, my strategic advocate, and also to you, my listeners and viewers. Thank you so much for traveling along with me. I'm having a blast doing the show, and I think it's really important because, uh, you know, the name of the show is Guys Guys Radio, and we, we really want to help men we want to help the world evolve and better men, better world. It's as simple as that. So I'll see you next week. And as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>